It's Tennessee Titans talk. Been a pretty wild and great day. Yeah, baby. Number one, we got your AFC South champs back to back here. Who day? Who day? <laughs> in a game that had my heart racing more than it has ever done in my life, the Bengals beat the Chiefs in Cincinnati to one win their division. So congrats to Cincinnati. But much more importantly, it knocked the Chiefs out of the one seed. We're the one seed. All we have to do is beat Houston next week, and this nightmare of a season is going to end up with with us getting the bye week. It's so perfect it feels scripted. John, it seemed almost improbable that when we lost Eric Henry, we would still be in the running for this. I, mean, I know Landon was telling us we still had all these probabilities. I know he left us in really good uh, position, but we have found a way to hang in this now. Yes, we have to go win in Houston next Sunday. And as crazy of a season as this been, there's no guarantees. But this team, on a really wet, nasty field, they beat a team that I thought would give us a bigger effort. They were playing for their playoff lives today. So, you know, credit to Vrabel and our piecemeal team. <laughs> and we've turned over every stone. Uh, we've called every player. We've gone from an AP-led backfield, Deontay, Deontay Foreman becoming the man in Nashville. We've had receiver Cody Hollister. <laughs> To Julio Jones, back to A.J. Brown. We lost a tight end for the season with Michael Pruitt, so we're going to add another tight end to the roster. We've been all over the place, and, you know, we our resiliency and our awesome game, and we're here. Landon, our offense didn't have to do everything today. We had most everybody back, especially on defense, and our defense just continues to look next level. Oh, yeah, the defense was outstanding. And although we didn't do a podcast, I would have mentioned that I wasn't really scared of the Dolphins' offense at all because they're dead last in all-purpose yards. They were third in, third to last in rushing yards, middle of the pack in passing yards. They had no offensive line, no running game. And as soon as that, as what you called it, Nathan, winterly sludge started pouring down and it felt awful out there, I knew the Dolphins wintry were mix. Water. That's what I was calling it, wintry mix. <laughs> win- I was cracking everybody up in 331. It's wintry mix. Yeah, they were, they were dead in the water because they got no push against us, although they had a couple surprisingly explosive runs, but they couldn't do that in the second half. Tua looked off all game. He had so many misses where he had a guy open for the first down, just missed it. And even when he was on target, we were making him throw tight window throws, and we were breaking it up. Well, Tua did look terrible. And let me ask you guys this. Can he not throw a deep? Because they threw one deep ball and they brought in Jacoby Brissett for that one play. Well, they threw two and he had that deep shot to Juan in the fourth quarter, but I think that Brissett play was more of Brissett is there and there specifically to key the defense into thinking it's going to be a quarterback sneak or quarterback run because that's what they do. Because he's so much bigger and more powerful, they use him as like this short yardage quarterback at times. And if well, if Waddle makes that catch, it's a smart play because the defense wasn't expecting a deep shot, a rollout deep shot, and it almost worked, but I mean, I guess my point is, you draft this kid with a first-round draft pick, and, you know, clearly he can't make all the throws. He can't put his feet down when he throws, too. He underthrows. He, yeah. Uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't seem to have it to me. I had my questions about him coming out. Um, I, he had I mean, an awful fumble today where he it just yeah. slipped out of his hands in the rain. He doesn't seem comfortable at all uh, back there. He seemed way more comfortable in Tuscaloosa, so it, it is a weird situation. Uh, they have talent, but they have some serious, serious issues um, uh, with, with quarterback and, and offense altogether. Uh, they did nothing against us today, and we were ready for them. Uh, I'll say that. Our offense, uh, we're going to talk about them a lot, but they didn't have to do as much. You look on 
on uh, the box score. Uh, they did what they had to do, and they they limited their mistakes. Santa Foreman really impresses me. This is a guy that was on the street, and he he just keeps chugging along. Yes, he's not what we're used to, but he's been a really big part of our run down the stretch here. Without a doubt. I mean, he's had three games with over 100 yards. Who knew? Who thought we'd get any kind of production? Yeah, he's averaging 80 yards for us, and he's only had really one bad play, which was the fumble in the Patriots. The biggest thing I saw today uh, negatively is um, our depth at receiver, of course. Uh, we're going to need to get Julio Jones back, and he's going to need to be a factor for us. Now, he hasn't consistently done that, so that's worrisome. What I saw today from NWI and Chester Rogers, you know, they're good players you know, on the back end of a roster, but like NWI just doesn't create separation. And they were throwing to him like he was a Julio Jones type. It just didn't come about. I mean, these guys are different. They're really great ones. And I think if he was further down the list and and we ask him to do a little bit less, I think NWI would would be a viable player. But we're going to need, I think we're going to need Julio back. I mean, I don't see how we can make this run without him, but maybe we can. Do you guys worry about the, the depth at receiver? I'll start with you, Lynn. I certainly do, and that's really the worry come playoff time because even if we get the first round by and we host a playoff game all the way to the Super Bowl, we're going to be good until we get down to the point where we're down two possessions. We're down to the point where running the ball with Derrick Henry really isn't effective time management. Like If we're down 10 points with seven minutes left, you probably just can't keep grinding it out with Henry. That's the worry, but Julio Jones is one of the greatest playoff-performing receivers of all time. I think just with the level of the field today, how gross the conditions were. And obviously, in hindsight, we didn't need him at all. We scored 34, and it wasn't really that hard. We ran for 200 yards with a piecemeal, a piecemeal running back group. We dominated them on defense. We didn't need Julio. I wouldn't expect him to play next week against Houston, so he's going to have another. He's going to have his second month-long sabbatical to heal his hamstring, and then he just has to stay healthy for three games, and that that's a lot. But I think in the, the day. With how good our defense is and getting Henry back, we'll be at the point where we'll, we should hopefully never be in the spot where we are forced to go away from Henry and our lack of receiver depth really hampers us. Yeah, Lan, I agree with you, but I, I think, I personally think Julio needs to play Houston. I, I think you said it, there's no chance in that we were going to trot Julio out there on that, that grass, but you know what? That field is probably going to be the same for the next month. So I think... And, and, you know, everybody said it throughout the entire season. They don't look good. He and Tannehill are not on the same. And they have to get some chemistry. So I think he's got to get in there. And I think him playing inside of a dome next week is probably somewhere where he needs to is some familiarity for him. Right. And I don't think and Houston's going to roll over for us. And right. I think we'll need him. I think that would be their season. I think everybody in that building would have better job security if they can beat us on Sunday. They've shown that they can. I mean, I uh, I know I expect us to win, of course. But they will prepare, not with their eyes ahead to the playoffs like the fan base. They will know what a huge embarrassment and how they could really kill all this great momentum if they can't go close the deal in Houston. It's going to be really fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Big Fowl and I are going to try to go. Uh, Landon already has – he's going to be out of town. But, I mean, it's a really, really, really big game. Let's go ahead and have the Derrick Henry conversation. Obviously, people are saying that they're seeing him, you know, running at full speed. I'm sure he looks amazing. Uh, It's been about two, a little more than two months, I would say, uh, since the injury. What's the strategy here? Let's say we do win Sunday. We won't play again, I think, Lynn, until the 23rd. 
uh, probably. 22nd um, or 23rd, depending on how they schedule them. Any chance we see him Sunday? I'm really torn on both sides of this argument because the argument for playing him is Houston is a bad is a bad run defense. We saw how the Chargers and their backups ran all over him. We could probably use him some. He can get 10 to 15 carries. He can shake off the rust, get a little momentum. Then he gets two weeks off. Then he has two weeks till his next game to get healthy, jive with the offensive line, and we're good to go. But at the same time, assuming we beat the Texans, and he doesn't play at all till the divisional round, that's 12 weeks from his surgery. That is on the high end for recovery time, which is good. Like, that's... Like if you're trying to maximize your recovery like as good as possible, things are looking good for Derrick Henry. 12 weeks is what you'd want. But then at the same time, would he be rusty at all? Would he take a little while to get back into game shape? Because that's always the thing with Henry. Even game to game, he starts slow, ends hot. Except he doesn't have the momentum of previous games like he has before. So can we afford a playoff game where the first half is Derrick Henry finding his footing again. What do you think, Bigfell? What's your response specifically to what Landon points out? Yes, he's physically ready to go in games, but he does kind of start slow. Do you worry about that at all? I always worry about that. But I I think Derrick Henry's that volume guy, and I think when we need him to be ready, I don't want that to be his first action two and a half months. Granted, he'll probably be activated from IR on Monday, so tomorrow, so that he can practice all week, right? That's, That's... is that obvious? Maybe. I think so. And then they'll evaluate him. Then they've got that, what, 21-day window to bring him back fully, which they're going to... Even if he even if he just makes the trip to Houston, does warm-ups, I don't care. But I, I don't want his first game action to be in another... Th- in what, a, three in weeks, a divisional game. Yeah. Three weeks in a divisional game. I don't want that to happen because who knows? I mean, we could... Right now we're the one seed. Kansas City's Cincinnati's it's five. And then if it were to end today, Colts 6, Chargers 7. So I don't want to play somebody like the Bills or the Colts or, heck, even the Bengals. You know, have that be Derrick Henry's first test in the second round of the playoff. I don't know, but three months of rest also sounds pretty good, too. It's a tough one, and it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what our uh, the Titans coaching staff does. I, I think they link conservative. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, you talked about who we might see. And the weather today, we started tailgating. We got there, um, you know, <laughs> before 10 o'clock, and uh, it was cold. We had a really good time. We had a great crowd. We go up there, 331. John, you're in a suite today, but it was just really cold. It was fun. Pretty rough on the field. Landon, did that give you shades of kind of us hosting some games and playing some really ugly football? We obviously did well at it today. Does that, that give you more hope and optimism about how this team – as currently constructed with the current momentum, kind of would probably be at advantage in a, in a in a nasty cold game like this. It does, and depending on how the wild card round shakes up, who we get in the divisional round, if the Raiders or Chargers make it, they somehow upset the Chiefs and they come here. That's amazing because to have a California team that plays in the dome have to come into late January Tennessee weather would be amazing. I think no matter who we play, it just goes to our strengths because right now we don't really have an explosive passing offense. We have a good rushing offense even without Henry. We have an elite defense. When you muck up the field, that only hampers the passing offense. That plays directly into our strengths. And we've been better at home than on the road. We have momentum. This is the first time all year one side of the ball played at full strength. Our defense was at full strength minus Jayon Brown. And we saw they, Miami was a, was a good enough offense, and we wiped them out. They might have scored six points if that field, that second field goal is a yard longer, but they did nothing all game. We wiped them out. 
Anyone that comes here is going to be in for a tough matchup. And we've shown when it comes down to it, except for the Bills game, when we go up against good offenses, we, sh- we show up. I mean, the first Kansas City game, they've gotten better overall and maybe a little bit on offense, but it's like we're getting, we have three cornerbacks on the roster now who were better than our starters then, and we blanked them. They didn't score a touchdown. And yeah, they're, they also play in Kansas City and it's cold and they have a decent defense, but it's like you come here to Nashville, I'm hoping it's like today. It's raining. There's sludge. The field is ugly. Yeah. I mean, on the field today, everyone looks slow. Like Zach Cunningham looked like he was wearing like 20 pounds of extra weight just trying to keep up. I've never seen an all-green uh, end zones, big fella. And uh, I watched <laughs> on television, I watched Music City Bowl. And I, I've never seen an uglier like end zone the way they did oh, that. It was it awful. Was, they just painted it, it green. I, I mean, that was really weird. Let's talk about... The really fun things that happened while our game was going on. Uh, a, a couple of different games. All right, so, Lynn, uh, the other part of today, uh, as cold as it was, uh, you were watching uh, on your phone, you were watching Bengals Chiefs. Now, Landon is really likes the Bengals, and he, he likes the former LSU stars and all that. But, obviously, this was a big game for all Titans fans. They didn't show it on the Jumbo or give us any updates at all today, which is so frustrating. But Landon was watching that and giving like the whole section updates. Maybe the maybe the game of the year in the NFL, Landon, uh, that should have been on right now, but they didn't flex it. Just just so much fun. You just kind of saw Joe Burrow and company kind of grow up today. It was pretty much like our game against the Bills, except better offense across the field and just better performances. Our that Bills game was just two evenly matched teams going down the wire. This game was Kansas City was up big. They're probably the better team. And Cincinnati just clawed their way back in. I had to fight the internet connection there, the illegal stream I had to find to get the game, all the streaming platforms I jumped to whenever. Well, I had a legal stream for them. I want to tell people, but when we put up Sunday Ticket, it did it doesn't allow Sunday Ticket within the stadium. Which I'm, yeah, go that's, ahead, but that's, that's ridiculous. Crazy. It wasn't even like I would understand maybe a little if it were our game. If I were trying to watch the Titans game on Sunday Ticket when I'm in the stadium. That makes sense. But if I'm in the stadium and I've paid for Sunday ticket, why can I not watch a game that's how far away is Cincinnati from here? Like, and you've paid for a Titans ticket. Yeah, that too is like it was all but it was blacked out. It's like you're blacked out because you're within range of an NFL right. stadium, and they made you turn on the location services so you couldn't trick it unless I had to just show us highlights during commercials. But they don't do that like they used to. They could just tell us what's happening. Everybody in that stadium wanted to know. Oh, the well, score they, of the Bengals Chase game. Everybody were, wanted to know. They that. weren't doing it. They weren't doing that for the team. They didn't want the the That's Titans the to be scoreboard chasing. That's they sh- They showed the very end of the game once our game was over, which is fine. But I mean, I just think of like two years ago when Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins upset the Patriots in Foxborough to get the Chiefs the two seed. I don't know how, but the whole Chiefs stadium they had a home game to close out the year. They were up big like we were. Somehow that whole stadium knew. That yeah. Fitzpatrick hit Gesicki and they went ahead and they were gonna get the they were gonna <laughs> well, get the two seed because their front office gets it. <laughs> yeah, they it, get it was it wasn't even like a bunch of people saw on their phones and it was it was like a coordinated thing like they saw it on the jumbotron and it flowed through the stadium and we didn't get that at all. I mean, Jamar Chase in the first 20, 32 minutes had two seventy yard touchdowns that kept them in the game. Big massive plays that really depending on how the playoffs shake up. In a way, well, one, it saved the Bengals' season. It gave them their biggest win probably of the 21st century. And for us, it gave us the one seed, and we yeah, heard literally it was, nothing. It was just as big for us. 
Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati did us a huge solid today. I thought we were playing from behind. Now all we have to do is go win in Houston. So thank you, Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. They have a legitimate star at receiver on their hands. This guy took over that game today. Three TDs, uh, nearly 300 yards passing. This guy's a rookie. Uh, Jamar Chase has got a big, big, bright future. He reminds me a little bit of our guy. He's not as tall as you would think, uh, and he's just really strong, and he just, just knows how to get to the football. Justin Jefferson last year set the rookie record for receiving yards with 1,400 on the dot. His teammate, Jamar Chase, somehow beat him today. He now has 1,429 because he had 266 today. And Joe Burrow pretty much has 1,000 yards in his last two games with eight touchdowns and no interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> they're fun. They're real fun. I hope they ca- they're not anywhere nas- near Nashville. I'm not really afraid of anybody the way we play, but, uh, you know, it they're was the fun to root for them today. Because we already destroyed the Chiefs, and we had several defensive playmakers out. They scare me because you might show up to the AFC Championship game with a Jamar Chase jersey on. That's why they scare me. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> but, big fella, uh, the icing on the cake today, uh, the Raiders – Oh, beat man. the Colts. And I'll tell you what. I mean, we didn't necessarily need that after today, but how fun was that? I was oh. not expecting that. I mean, I will say I was a little cautious um, because, you know, everybody's been riding there for a while, and Carson Wentz has been on and off the COVID list a couple times this season, and, you know, he was on it all week, and it looks like he was the weak link, which makes me feel great. <laughs> I hate those idiots. Um, but from what I can see and what I've read about the game and checked out, it looks like it was Wentz just – not being super efficient and i mean you know really the stats of their whole game are pretty down the middle time of possession 31 minutes for vegas 29 minutes for indy but then when you see the big difference in the stat sheet wentz was 16 for 27 for 148 yards and a touchdown which is a pedestrian day for you know somebody of that um jonathan taylor had a pretty decent day 20 carries 108 yards and a touchdown but really like one of the, the statistics that really jumps out to me is their third down efficiency. The Colts were 27%. We traditionally suck on third down, so we know that that's, um, you know, the Achilles heel. And it looks like they had problems today with that. And um, crazy enough, I, you guys are going to say, yeah, right. But I was going to play Zay Jones in our daily fantasy league. He had eight catches for yards, wow. no touchdowns, but I was so tempted. He was like $3,400. Yeah. Like, Second most receiving yards today yeah. to Chase, wow. who doubled him up. And then <laughs> <Nice>. some. <laughs> so, guys, we know the big game Sunday. We win, and we have the need. Thank you again to the Cincinnati Bengals. Beyond that, on Sunday, Landon, give us a rundown. I Did the Colts, for instance, did they really jeopardize their ability to get into the AFC playoffs? I mean, what – what are the big games, obviously, besides our, ours for the AFC seeding and everything else, and who makes it, who doesn't, Sunday? Well, for AFC, as, as long as the Colts win in Jacksonville, which I just read recently, they haven't won in Jacksonville since 2013, apparently. And Jacksonville is so bad, that would just be the perfect way to That's end the That's hard year. to believe. That's an amazing stat. Yeah, and the Jags today lost 50-10 to 10 to the Patriots. It was 50-3 to 3 at one point. So... Here's hoping that Trevor Lawrence suddenly remembers how to throw a touchdown pass. (laughs) But as long as they win, I believe they will get into the playoffs. They'll likely end up being the sixth seed. But after that, it's really just, it's really between the Colts will probably get in. And then it comes down to what will be, end up being the Sunday night flex game, which is Chargers Raiders, which there's no doubt it's going to be the Sunday night game because the winner of that game is going to be the seventh seed. 
is likely going to have to rematch against their division rival, the Kansas City Chiefs. The loser goes home. I think the Ravens and Steelers are still technically... Ravens aren't. Neither of them are. They just need so much to go right for them, including the Colts to lose to the Jags. Landon is ruling that out as a possibility. (laughs) (laughs) Ravens aren't in contention because of their eight losses. Steelers have a really weird outside shot. Just a lot has to break right, but Broncos... Dolphins and Browns are all knocked out of the playoffs because the Chargers beat them. Okay. But it's really just well, Colts have uh, to beat the Jags and then Chargers Raiders, one team gets to be the seventh seed and gets the honor of going on the road to Arrowhead. The other one goes home. Honestly, I think I'd like the Raiders to go to Arrowhead. <laughs> I mean, looking at these teams. I just uh, want to be not playing that weekend and watching it yeah. with disinterest that's yeah, my right. hope i want us to yeah. win sunday so we can like in terms casually of, watch yeah. that in terms of upsetting the chiefs i think probably the chargers because the Chargers have played them closer and they have the personnel to actually run too high safety and at least try and slow down the chiefs the raiders don't have any safeties which is why the which is why the chiefs have scored 41 and 50 on them so ideally the chargers win they're the seventh seed they upset kansas city they have to come here that their nice California team that plays in a dome has to go into gross Tennessee cold weather. The worst run defense in the NFL by a mile is Derrick Henry's first real game action. It's lining up well for old Tennessee Titans, and it's been a bumpy season. But honestly, just sitting here today and after watching our game and hearing about uh, the other two important games, just a lot of gratitude for our team for being really mentally tough. Now, they did not win every game, but here they are. They've done what they've had to the Dolphins had been a pretty hot team. They absolutely took care of business today. So we don't say this a lot. Kudos. I mean, it feels good to be a Titans fan. I, they hung around there. We we have a good coaching staff. That being said, I mean, if you're giving out one game ball, I mean, who? Obviously, it's hard because this is a it's a cliche. This is a team effort. But I mean, who who gets your game ball today, big fella? Well, I mean, I think I'm just gonna go with the obvious. Deontay. He ran like a man possessed, and we've never we haven't needed a guy other than I sure am glad we picked this guy up off the street of the season. He's had quite a few big games. I just can't wait to see a Derrick Henry, Deontay Foreman back. What about you, Lane? Game ball. Game ball would be, it's really hard, like you said, because outside of Foreman, it was just everyone clicked at a high level together. I mean, but if I you're would... watching the game like uh, Fulton, for instance, off the stat sheet, it's like the guy just got after it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking Fulton, but I think I'm going to end up going with uh... – I think I'll go with the offensive line as a whole, specifically to target Taylor Lewan. The Dolphins coming in this game had just had eight sacks on the Saints. They had 45 sacks, most of the league coming in. We've been so bad. They did get two sacks, but one of them was on McNichols. He completely blew his pass pickup, which isn't on the offensive line. But outside of that, we there weren't that many plays where Tannehill was getting pressured instantly. When it was, he had clear and obvious running lanes to get away from it. And Lawan in particular, outside of one play, one of the sacks where McNichols got beat, Tannehill was already downward, Lawan got thrown to the side. Lawan has played really well. He has two sacks allowed on the year. They were both in week one against Chandler Jones. He hasn't had a holding call in, I think, the whole year, either into the second half of the season. He's been, as much as he can be a <laughs> dividing force, he's been steady for us when he can actually get on the field. And today, the offensive line against a great pass rushing unit did its job. We only threw 18 times. We didn't do that much long developing stuff, just a lot of dinking and dunking. But 
a great pass rush didn't really affect the game. <laughs> and Roger Saffold made it through a whole game without oh, being yeah. hurt. Oh, yeah, let it be known. John, <laughs> noted Roger, Roger Saffold hater, said he would get hurt on the very first drive. You said you'd get hurt in the fourth drive, so don't don't be painting this picture one way here, buddy. Okay, at least I said he would, he would last a third. You you didn't even believe in him for three plays. We had a really fun day today, and everybody knows that the weather was not great. I I think kudos to our fan base. Uh, I there were more people there. Uh, I was than, surprised there were a lot than of I thought would be because I think in years past you get a nasty game. The whole like club level is basically empty. So yeah. kudos to the rich people that sit in club. Thanks for mostly coming today and not selling <laughs> your tickets to Dolphins fans. There were a lot of Dolphins fans there. Um, this was a really important win. It was, uh, I think it was hard for all of our fan base to grasp that because it wasn't a divisional game. But this, we could have lost this game uh, today, and they and if <laughs> the Bengals would have beat them anyway, it would have been so frustrating. So thank you for having your heads on straight today, guys. Uh, I think we're rounding in the form. I, we're going to get Derrick Henry back. We don't know exactly when, but I've got to think that this guy is going to be ready. As tough of an ask as that is, the guy is, I think, um, an all-time great player. So we he's have a, a lot to a look T-1000. forward to. He's a T-1000. He's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess bottom line is uh, a lot of times uh, you know, people are kind of rounding down their expectations. Uh, we have a lot to look forward to one way or the other month, and I'm just really pumped for that. So, guys, that's going to wrap it up. We just wanted to get with everybody and uh, just uh, – Give our take on what just an awesome day of football. Week 18 sounds weird. Coming up Sunday, we'll be back with you. We'll talk Texans, Titans in. Until then, fellas, tighten up. Tighten up. Who day? Who day? <laughs>